It's been five years, if you can believe it, since Sydney FC were in an Australia Cup final, but they are through to their fourth after a professional performance against Melbourne City away and will host the final for the second time. But what to do about the Australia Cup? Who should host the finals? Who plays when? Before the semi-finals, do enough clubs take it seriously? Is it at the right time of year? How do we get more people interested? Jules, Jono, and maybe a bit of Sean, here to talk through that, as well as the very unexpected resignation of club CEO Adam Santo. Jules, just you and me to start. How are you going? I'm good, mate. It's Yeah, it's been an interesting week on and off the pitch. Certainly, certainly has. Certainly has. Um I'm I'm glad I actually uh, caught up on the uh, semi-final uh, replay this week because I was a very bad fan and uh, was playing golf when it was on. Um, <laughs> but I yeah, I made up for it and and watched the replay on uh, on ten play so I could actually talk about it with some sort of uh, intelligence with you uh, today. Shawnee boy, uh, Shawnee boy's tied up uh, with some residential matters at the moment, so hopefully he'll <laughs> he'll join us. He'll join us soon, but um, before we get into the run, the run sheet and, and everything else, mate, um, what did you what did you make of the performance? Yeah, look, I thought I think you summed it up pretty well. To be honest, professional would be the first word that comes to mind. Um, yeah, it just looked kind of very in control. It's, I went into the game pretty confident, which is the first time probably I felt confident against Melbourne City mm. away in a very long time. So, um, yeah, things are just kind of clicking along, like. Pretty well at the moment, so yeah, yeah. We'll, I'm not sure how to feel about this. Yeah, it, yeah, it is strange. It's strange areas at the moment. We'll um, we'll get into it a bit, but you're right. Even even some of those planned substitutions that were clearly mm. planned, you know, in a semi final, which I was a bit skeptical about um, following along, but they seem to work. Um, yeah. you know, getting minutes yeah. in the legs. Um, it, it didn't come back to, to to haunt us. So things seem to be going right on the pitch, but obviously they're not going. Quite right off the pitch, Jules. Uh, late yesterday afternoon, um, we we're informed, along with the the rest of the public, um, that Adam Santo is uh, stepping aside as CEO of Sydney FC after about an eighteen month stint. Pretty unexpected. Yeah, big time. I think uh, just yeah, sort of came out of the blue left field. But um, yeah, it's it's. I don't feel like uh, there's really been anything that's been overtly you know negative about what he's done i mean obviously on on the pitch you know we can obviously talk about the last couple of seasons and and with regards to the men's and then with the women's it's been fantastic so mm. kind of think it's it's been a balance of the two in that respect and uh, i mean i can't really see anything that that he's done negatively but maybe he just wants to he just you know, mm. seeking other opportunities or wants to branch out. I'm not too sure, but um, it's, yeah, yeah. It's an interesting one. We'll we'll, we'll get into that. Um, we'll get into that in a bit more detail uh, as we as we go through tonight. But first off, uh, I suppose in the absence of uh, Mr. Maloney, we might do his favourite segment around the grounds. Grounds, grounds. And it's a big uh, welcome to one of the final members of the senior squad, uh, Wataru Kamijo, uh, who we I think we spoke about last week, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, young Japanese lad that, yes. we, that we stole from the Wanderers Academy, Jules, um, not too long ago, about six months ago. And, mm. um, you know, 17-year-old that's been obviously extremely highly rated and um, mm. he's, he signed a scholarship contract with the club. Yeah, it's, it's, it was, I think we kind of alluded to or, or kind of worked out that he may be a part of the first team squad. Your eagle eye, Jono, when um, the jerseys dropped and you could pick mm. uh, this number 25, I think he was, uh, from somewhere. 26. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, so we kind of, uh, I guess that was a little insight into <laughs> him being announced. Mm. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a nice change of pace, us stealing someone rather than having someone <laughs> stolen. Yeah, that's it. Um, we know he played Australian schoolboys. We, we we touched on that. Um, obviously, obviously signed for a development uh, role. We, our midfield is fairly, fairly stacked um, mm. in terms of bodies anyway. So I'm not 
you know, not sure how much uh, first team football he'll get, whether it's, um, you know, whether it's Joel King sort of first seasons or whether it's, uh, you know, Mitch Austin type first seasons mm. um, or Anthony Kallick for that matter. But um, it'll be interesting to see um, how Wataru goes. And um, Sean wanted me to say Gombate uh, to, to Mr. Kaminjo, <laughs> uh, which apparently means good luck. But uh, I could have absolutely butchered that <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's sean's it's sean's job to butcher pronunciations but he's that's not here, so. that's right not a good pronouncer um <laughs> speaking of recruitment though let's uh let's cast our eye because uh, apart from keely adamson who we've we've pleaded uh with the, with the club quite <laughs> please openly, my bro please um, sign him to sign um, we're assuming now, or you know, I think it's pretty safe to say that um, our A League men's recruitment is done and dusted for the twenty three twenty four season. Jules, mm. um, let's have a look uh, at, at at what we've got. So, people that have members that have come in or have come through the academy, so into the senior squad. So, mm. um, Nathan Amanatidis, uh, Joel King's returned, Jordan Courtney Perkins. We've got Fabio Gomez and Gabriel Lacerda. We've had uh, Mats Garcella, Gus Wolfslut, Mitch Glasson, Sakta Jesus, and um, Jaden Kaczarski is another one that, that signed a permanent uh, deal rather than a scholarship contract. Not Look, for all of the outs, um, there's not a lot of, I guess, what you'd say, you know, experienced um, players coming in. Uh, it, it's very much been a youth focus, but how, like looking at those names and, and you know, I guess the squad as a whole now, how are you rating the business that we've done? It's it's hard, I guess, it, you know, on paper, um, you would say that off what we've lost and what we've gained or pl- placed into the squad, you'd say that it would be weaker on paper just because of the, la- the not as much experience and um mm. Yeah, just just generally, but I mean, you can only go off performances. And to be honest, everything sort of sort of seems to be clicking along really well. Like we mentioned, you know, the substitutes that happened on the weekend, they were working, mm. and everyone's playing their part. I feel like the cohesion of the squad is actually better this year, even just in the preseason, than what it was the last two years. So, yeah. and for whatever reason, that maybe it is the the youth players all you know being in the same sort of environment again. And pushing, um, you know, you're, pushing the senior yeah, players that are there. 100%. Um, mm. And maybe just things like, you know, Paddy Wood seems like he's got a new lease on life. I know he's not a new signer. I'm just saying mm-hmm. in terms of, um, you know, he's almost like a new player, the way he's been playing. I feel like because he knows there's not a, a number nine or there wasn't a number nine um at the time, you know, yeah. in front of yeah, in front of him, yeah, correct. So maybe he's got the you know just the weight off his shoulders and can go forward and play his football. It's it, it's a really interesting makeup, right? This is and this is what a lot of fans have wanted. They wanted the youth to come in, um, mm. and and not necessarily, you know, we we don't necessarily want to sign the the Bruce Kamau's and the Bernie Abini's no. and the you know fifth and sixth club in the A-League type players. Uh, not Stephen, that Mo- Stephen Mork. Stephen Mork. Stephen well. Mork. Yeah, be Stephen. careful, Jono. Be careful. Oh, no, no, he's, he's not happy with me. He, start, he started his own A-League podcast, though, so that's good. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't think Sydney's had a had a, a history of doing too much of that in, in the past, just, you know, simply signing these mm. journeymen for the sake of signing them. But there's a few corners of the fandom, again, that, have sort of been crying out for, for, I guess, more senior players for a bit of depth, but I guess, I guess it's fair enough, but you can't have both. Like you, Mm. you can, but you you, you can't complain about something and then say, Oh no, I I wanted you to do it this way. You you know, I get that as well. Yeah. yeah, I I just think, like you said, I, I think they've gotten the balance pretty well. I think the starting lineup, um, even if you had the oldest blokes in the um, every, the, you know, the eleven oldest players, I think the average age is still going to be somewhere around that twenty five, twenty six mark, um, which is which great. is huge. Yeah, considering what we were last year. Like Absolutely. I know, Will, I know, Grandpa Wilco was probably driving that up a little <laughs> bit, but you know, that's it. Well, yeah, yeah Lafondra and yeah, uh, Redders and Buster and 
you know, yeah. they're all they're all um, you know north of those early thirties now. So mm. I think um, the challenge, looking at the squad, the challenge is obviously going to get the the balance right with with those youngsters yeah. and which ones to play at what time. And um, it'll be pretty interesting to see what happens in the Australia Cup final in two weeks' time because mm. now that we've got that full squad, we saw Fabio and um, Gabby Lacerda uh, come on for a few minutes. Uh, at the at the back end of the semi-final. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But um, as you've already pointed it out, Pat Wood, four goals in the last four games. How do you how do you bench him? Um, you can't. You can't you, 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 you can't but you can't bench him. Like you just you cannot do it. But I don't think you, you know do. we'll see. So I think um you know I think with Wilkinson going that was probably the biggest question mark biggest problem mm. for mine and with Jordan Courtney Perkins and um Gabrielle Lacerda that that seems to have been filled yeah. and then you had Lafondra you know who's a 15 to 20 goal striker um leave and we've mm. brought in Fabio Gomez who who showed a couple of positive signs in his brief time but what more do you want yeah like i i think you know on on paper, Fabio, it'd be really interesting to see how he goes at Sydney because he's been he's a bit of a journeyman in terms of I think he's been mm. on loan more than what he's had permanent deals anywhere. <laughs> so, um, you know, maybe he finds a home here and he loves it here. Who knows? But, um, like I said before, if you've got people like Pat Wood who just sort of you know doing what he's doing, then you know, these these strikers that maybe do have a bit more experience on paper are, mm. are going to be struggling to get into the starting lineup which is a great problem to have for Stevie. So, you know, everything seems, like I said at the start, everything seems to be mm. going along really well. And I, I have to confess, I didn't expect us to be this deep in the Oz Cup or have such a mm. good uh, lead up into the season. Yeah. More loans than a problem gambler. <laughs> More loans than a problem Love gambler. It. But um, uh, absolutely. So let's, uh, it's pointing very positively um, mm. uh, for the blokes as they, uh, we're what are we about four weeks out now from round mm. one of the A League men, two weeks out from an Australia Cup final. Let's talk about the women's squad uh, briefly. Mm. There hasn't been too much movement in the last week, um, but similarly, how would you rate what we've done? Ex- extraordinary um, amount of talent leaving one of the greatest mm. ever Sydney FC women's sides um, to to take the pitch after a you know a double winning season last year. Um, but we haven't, you know, we haven't sat still. We haven't sat on our hands. Mm. Um, Fiona Verts, Shay Connors highlighting, you know, um, mm. a, a, a cavalcade of of players yeah. coming into the, the squad. Um, I'm, I'm pretty confident we, you know, we're still going to be one of those strongest squads um, in the, in the competition. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think it was, you know, uh, Ante had a very tough task this year because of how successful we were in terms of, you know, you know, you know you're going to lose players to, you know, big opportunities overseas, mm. especially the way the women's game is growing and it's fantastic and it's what we want. But, you know, obviously that that's then, you know, a problem that you're going to have to deal with more in the A-League women's, unfortunately. Um, I think Ante's done it really well. He's gone out, he's got players and gaps where obviously they're created from these players that have got these opportunities and mm. um, you know I think like I said very hard to replace them but I think he's I think in a lot of respects he's he's got very good quality around the squad again um, so it's just about if they can string it all together and get you know, that cohesion that they had. That's we all, haven't. That's all. We uh, haven't. Um, we haven't had the benefit of sort of preseason friendlies, or um, mm. or at least knowing results or anything like that, um, or, or seeing the, the the new girls in action as yet. But mm. yeah, I, I think he's got he's got pretty good options um, mm. in in most areas of the pitch as well. And some of those fringe players from last year, I I guarantee will be chomping at the bit to to get on the pitch. You know, you're you're taking mm. Collisters, you're um, mm. you know, Janae DeSantos's, um, Abby mm. Lemons, you know, those players that that mm. probably played a bit of a bit part last year. Um, but they'll be they'll, they've seen the standard, and hopefully yeah. they're able to step up and and you know get close to it. Um, 
you know, we, we're not really talking about other oppositions. We'll, we'll do a full season preview probably in the next couple of weeks. But, um, you know, I saw a, I saw a post, I think the A-Leagues put up about all the Matildas that um, Melbourne Victory have signed and, they don't worry me. They just don't worry me. Um, you know, yeah. a lot of those girls are very, very, very fringe Matildas. Um, mm. Or they haven't played in the last two, sort of two or three year cycle. So, mm. yeah, I, um, I, I reckon, I reckon, I, th- I think you're right. Arte's done a, done a great job. I think we're a top two squad again next year. Yeah. Pretty confident on that, to be fair. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think realistically the the only question mark for me it's not about the quality of the squad. I think it's there, just about how we can get that cohesion back. I think we will be able to get it back pretty quick because the core of the squad, a lot of the core of the squad, is still there. You still got, you know, Nat Tobin, Courtney Vine, Bernie, uh, Bernie Beanie. Oh my God, Princess Beanie. <laughs> oh please, God, please. the good, the good Beanie, the good insulting. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Uh, Jada. Uh, Jada. So, like, yeah. it's you know, I think we'll be okay. Confidence. Confidence. Yeah. Uh, and that game. Uh, just two weekends or uh, three weekends away now. Incredibly. Mm. Um, City Derby at Allianz Stadium. We touched on it. Um, just before. Um, Jules. Uh, Mr. Santo mm. has has informed uh, the public. Uh, that he'll be stepping aside. The, the first point, strange timing. Yeah, very, very. Um, strange timing. We, we've just moved into Sky Park. Um, we are, you know, about to be in Australia Cup final and we're about to kick off a couple of campaigns. And, yeah, I, I, the, the timing of it is, has probably rattled me more than, than anything else. Um, 18 months, not a long time in the mm. in the role. O, o, obviously, um, Adam's come from a financial background, so you would assume that from a financial point of view, he's, he's steered the club fairly well in that. And, and, and having been at Sydney FC for 10 years, you know, he's he, he's obviously done a, a good enough job to impress upon, you know, the Scott Barlows and the board to, to be given the opportunity at CEO. But... Mm. Do we? Does this scream? Um, does this scream a hundred percent voluntary to to you? Uh, look, I mean, adding everything up, no, it doesn't. Um, and of course, we can only sort of speculate. Yeah. It's like not like you know we've got a you know magic ball that can you know, <laughs> know what's going on in 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 between the walls of Sky Park and obviously inside. You know, uh, you know, Santo's head. Sorry, and uh, it's um, yeah. Look, I think uh, I, I agree. I think he probably would have uh, provided a pretty good financial return on what we had, you know, last year. And our attendances were were league best, and that would have probably only helped being back mm. in the stadium. So I think it all would have on you know a, I guess a profit and loss sheet would look look really good, but. Uh, I don't know. Maybe there's something in the background. Um, maybe they're just going in a different direction, or he's going in a different direction, like I was saying before. But um, well, I think he's. You know, we obviously met with him. We had him mm. on the podcast several times. Yep. Yeah, several times, and oh, he's a lovely guy, a really nice he, guy. Um, he is yeah. genuinely, yeah, gen- genuinely, um, genuinely nice guy. And despite what I've I've seen some pretty turgid comments, to be honest, from people that don't know him. Um, but a really, really nice bloke, and and uh, I think as um I think it might have been Grant uh, Muir that summed it up in in the fact that you know he genuinely cared uh, about mm. every person that came into contact with Sydney FC, yep. and um you don't work you know you don't work for a professional football club for ten years and and you know not um not feel that way about about the club and and everyone yeah. involved with it. So yeah. I, he had a bit of a rocky start, though, didn't he? Um, yeah, he did. At, at the start of last season, obviously, our home form uh, in the men's didn't help that. Um, the defection of one Milos Ninkovic uh, <laughs> happened, I think, a week after he was announced uh, into yeah. the role. Um, one good bit of business that we can we can thank him for is retaining Ante Juric. Uh, yeah. Which was looking uh, possible that that wasn't going to happen, and um, 
obviously that struck gold because we we ended up winning a double um, under his reign yeah. as well. So definitely not, you know, definitely not a, a, a I guess, a, a failure or anything like that um, no. in a stint. Uh, but, yeah, obviously there's, you know, the, the, we're not 100% in good health as a, as a league and, and as a club. You can tell that by all the changes in you know staff across the board. We've we've brought some yeah. ex players into roles, which is fantastic. But to talk about the inner workings of the club, there there have been there has been a lot of movement uh, internally. Um, yeah, in terms of roles roles moving on, disappearing, not being replaced, etc. So, yeah, times they are a changing. But um, no, look uh, from from us anyway from the podcast. Uh, huge thanks to to Adam. Um, you know, again not long after being appointed, came onto the pod and um, gave us a, a lot of his time in the studio. And, uh, you know, any time that um, there was anything that needed to be discussed, in particular the uh, the grand final decision, which, you know, uh, was not his doing um, either. Mm. Uh, um, you know, he, he organised uh, forums pretty quickly with people and made a lot of phone calls and tried to explain the the club situation, but he was, for mine, he was put in a pretty difficult spot for that one. Um, you know, the, the Mr. Barlow had, had made that decision. Um, yeah, that wasn't a, that wasn't a CEO decision. It was a club ownership decision. So very difficult position to be in, you know, trying to keep the fans happy, but also your boss. Um, yeah. It's hard to find that balance. Right. So, yeah, 100%. But no, I echo those comments. Um, yeah, thank you, Adam. Um, yeah, I think everybody at the club um, just knows how much you care about, you know, about it. And um, yeah, wishing nothing but all the best in the future with whatever you do. Um, and I'm sure he'll be around the Sydney Games 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, uh, hopefully he's allowed to have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Instead. Yeah. Um, the seasons, both seasons, are getting very, very close, as we've said a couple of times now, Jules. And uh, our very own, Sky Blue Story's very own, Michelle Morris, was at the uh, the media launch earlier this week and caught up with a couple of players. So let's, uh, let's have a listen to what they had to say. Um, so I guess, how are you feeling? Upcoming season, brand new team, basically. Yeah, um, yeah, fantastic about the uh, feeling. Fantastic about the season coming up. Uh, obviously, we've got like a lot of younger girls coming in. I think it's actually a younger squad than what we had last year, which is hard to do because I think it was like 22 last year, the average age. So um, yeah, I think it's amazing to have so many young players on board. And Ante is a great coach for development-wise, but also for older players. So I think for all of us together, I think yeah, it's coming together quite well so far. Um, basically like a brand new front line there, uh, Fiona Wirtz, Shay Connors. Um, what's it like being working with them recently? Uh, yeah, it's been great to getting to know them as players and people and um, yeah, they're both uh, very hard workers. Uh, they challenge each other I think in training and um, obviously that's what we want. We want to work hard um, in training so then when we can, when we do play we do have a good front line and um, ones that are determined to score um, early. So. Um, it's hard to follow after having Madison Haley last year, but I have no doubt that they'll be able to fill her shoes. Uh, obviously, one of the biggest things last year was doing the double, the premiership and the grand final. Talk to us through, I guess, that grand final. Kept a clean sheet, um, great atmosphere, great game. Um, how was it for you? Yeah, it was amazing, honestly. Like, uh, I can't explain how much uh, that grand final meant to me. Obviously, we had a couple of unlucky seasons, uh, the seasons before. Um, so it was kind of a relief feeling once we won that grand final for me. And, um, yeah, just to do it with all of my best friends and the girls that we had, it was, yeah, amazing. And the atmosphere was over. Like, it was just crazy how many people turned up because we don't really often get that many people. So uh, hopefully we get more this season. Um, it's going to be a massive opening game a derby obviously um i guess what are you expecting from that game they look to have some somewhat of a similar side to last year but obviously this is a new side for sydney yeah um well i think any derby is always a good game and um yeah everyone always goes out there wanting to win and it's a bit more of a i guess emotional game than most other games um for for sydney's uh, for the sydney derby but um yeah i think with us having new girls come in obviously they also have uh rivalries where they've played so i think they won't be unfamiliar to that feeling um so i think that will play in our favor but yeah i'm looking forward to having a good game against wanderers 
Um, there's a rivalry on the field, but sometimes it feels like it's not really there on, on the outside. Um, what do you make of that? Do you, do you hope for there to be a bit more of a rivalry in the stands? Um, yeah, look, uh, I love a, I love people getting behind each other and behind their teams and I don't yeah. condone any violence obviously like that that can be the borderline of it all but um so I do I, I admire the passion that both um both teams have and the fans that they both have um so I, I guess it's uh yeah show your passion from the stands but let, let's keep it uh you know PG I guess <laughs> Uh, Bratz, congrats. Um, big win on the weekend. Yeah, it was, um, wasn't our best performance, but like I said, it's a, it's a hard place to go and, and get a result. So we're happy with the result. Um, professional performance and, uh, yeah, we move on to the next game. Um, obviously, you're wearing the captain's armband now. How important is that to you? And, and I guess, what are your expectations now for your own personal goals and for the season um, wearing the armband? It's a it, first of all, it's a huge honour and a huge privilege. Um, such a fantastic club um, to be captain of the club is yeah, it's it's um, it's a proud moment in my career and uh, for my family too. So um, yeah, I don't want to change too much about you know the way I am or the person I am um, and the way I play. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a huge honour and hopefully I can um, you know help the, the young boys um, push on and and help the squad and uh, I got a lot of help in. The senior boys as well, like Buster and, and Redders, um, been at the club a long time, and um, obviously senior figures, um, Jack and, and Joe as well, played at a pretty decent level. So, yeah, um, we've got a lot of leaders. So, yeah, it's uh, my job's a, a little bit easier, but, um, yeah, it's huge boots to fill as well with, with Wilkes, um, and he's still around, so I can, you know, pick his brain with some stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's I'm, I'm happy at the moment. So. Um, into a cup final, which is massive. Uh, obviously, we haven't... Had the best of luck recently with um, finals, um, but yeah, I guess uh, talk to us about that. Like, how are you feeling about going into a final against Brisbane? Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, you know, I've played uh, a fair few finals, so it's, um, it's a it's a great week leading into it. Um, you know, you got to enjoy the the media and and the feeling around the the club and the atmosphere and. Um, uh, you know, there's there's going to be a few nerves, um, but that's all part of it. It's a it's a it's a great occasion, and um, you know we're we're happy to be um, playing competitive games at this, at this point of the year. Um, it's going to be great to you know for the squad to to prepare for the, uh, the A League season, and um, yeah, like we said, we want to we want to bring silverware to the club. You know, it's been, it's been a while since we won something, so that's the main goal is, is to get the club back to to winning trophies. Um, is that frustrating having such a long off season? I feel like it's one of the longest in the world. Yes, um, obviously it's a, it's a very very long preseason. Um, I'm used to it now. You know, I've done thirteen or fourteen of them. So um, you know, the, you hear a lot of complaints from the the foreigners. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. It gives us a chance to to work on some things and. Um, you know, when the, the new boys come in as well, like two Brazilian boys just got here, so it gives us a, a couple of weeks now to, to get them up to speed and to learn Portuguese. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, like, it's a long time, but is what it is. How is your Portuguese? Terrible. No? <laughs> I, 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 could, I could swear a couple of, you know, I could say a couple of bad words, but, uh, yeah, I'll work on it. We've got so, some translators, so it's all good. So if they fuck up on the pitch, then... You can just swear at them. Yeah, so caralho or seba. That's the only two <laughs> yeah. words I know. But um, no, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. You know, trying to you know speak to them in, in a different language. Um, and uh, their English isn't the best either. So uh, yeah, they look like fantastic players. So you know, I'm, I'm going to try and learn some words. And uh, like I said, we got Burjo who speaks Portuguese. Cass speaks Spanish. So we're, we're good. And we're you good. got Josh, videographer. True. Yeah. yeah. Brazilian? He's Brazilian Argentinian. I think he's more Aussie than them, so but uh, <laughs> no, he's he's obviously he's, he's there to help as well. So yeah. it's uh, yeah, it's good, exciting times. Um, talk to us about uh, Paddy Wood's assist. Um, it was a great ball for Jamie McLaren. Um, what a ball! What a ball! How much shit has he been given uh, after that? It was uh, yeah, it was a fantastic ball. Um, obviously, Redders wasn't too happy because he wanted that clean sheet. But uh, yeah, it was made things a little bit nervy at the end there. But uh, Woody's been fantastic. Um, he's obviously he's scored a few goals and uh, he's been playing well. So 
you know, we'll, we'll let him off with this one. But, uh, yeah, the, he, he copped a little bit at the airport on the way home and stuff like that. But, no, nah, he's, he's a good kid, so he handled it fine. He's got a bunch of goals this cup run, so... He's scored in every game, so he's, yeah. Yeah, he's happy. Now yeah. an assist to, to add to that. So he, he said to Joe, apparently, he goes, you're not the only one that can get assists. Because um, if, if you didn't know, he got... How many assists you get? 10 or something like that? 15 assists so far? He's told everyone how many he's got. 12, so. there we go. <laughs> but no, nah, it was a bit of banter there, but he's, yeah, Woody's a great kid. Um, the team is looking really gelled, really cohesive. Um, not, maybe a bit of a stark difference from last season, I guess. Um, what what comes down to that? Um, it's, I can't put my finger on one thing. I think it's a, it's a number of things. Um, you know, the, the training this preseason has been, very high intensity um you know off the ball we're, we're doing a lot more work um tactically we're, we're tweaking things and i think the you know the the young boys that we have this year have, have brought the standard up as well they've you know they've contributed um even in the cup you know jakey at the back's been great um Corey in the midfield is he's been fantastic as well hasn't looked out of place after having 12 14 months off so um yeah it's it's not one thing. I think it's just a, a number of things. We've got a fantastic group, and um, the vibe at the the training ground. Obviously, the new training ground has has added something as well. Um, you know, you, you feel professional. You you want to do the extras um, off the pitch, and uh, yeah, we're getting the rewards on the pitch at the moment. So I'm hoping that you know that can continue, and you know, we get to lift the trophy as well as the the cove gets to lift the trophy again. So it's been a while, but um, everything's looking good at the moment. Yeah, nice. Well, hopefully um, we'll get back to seeing some packed out Allianz Stadium soon enough. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Look at it. Why? How can we not? I know. It's Best stadium. Fantastic. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. I came and watched a couple of World Cup games here and it was like with my girls. I'm just like, it's so good for like to watch games. Like you feel so close. But we'll see. Yeah. I was in Brisbane for most of it and watching the cup game, like the World Cup games up there. And like Sun Cup. Yeah. yeah. Sun Cup's great, but like... I don't know. Nothing compares to this. No. Nah. Nothing. Nah. Nah, it's nothing. fantastic. Though. I'm glad that they redid it. Yeah. At first I was like, oh. And the pitch as well. They Is redid it? the pitch. Yeah. So they had to redo all the pitches for the World Cup. So it's like half Astro. So oh. hopefully if there's concerts and stuff, they won't fuck the pitch. I hope so. All right. Well. <laughs> better for us. But. Yeah. Thank you so much. No worries. Appreciate Good it. See you. You too. Brilliant stuff from our roving reporter, Sydney FC super fan Michelle Morris. Um, we know she loves that. She loves that, she loves yeah. that title. So we um, will do that. I think she's at the EA, EAFC launch tonight. Mm. Um, I believe. Jules, you already got your hands on that. Is that right? Yeah. You know, I was just one of the players that got the early access. I don't get invited to these things. You know, when you're a super fan, it just things just fall in your lap. So that's true. I don't know. Yeah, have to work out something. My agent's going to get fired. I think. I think so. I think so. You got a haircut though, mate. I, I, haircut looks good. <laughs> Thanks, you mate. Got the barnet yeah, done. The, so. I had to. I had to get ridiculous. <laughs> Very good. I think. Uh, I think Evie was starting to not recognise you. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All rip it out with her hands. Either <laughs> yeah, one. She exactly gave me the right. haircut. And you've uh, you've got your hand on some pretty nice looking clobber as well. Um, that you're yes. wearing at the moment. Uh, Michelle beat you to the chase again. She did. She but did. you've um, you've got a lovely third kit on right there. Uh, is it as good in person as it is uh, on the website? Probably better, to be Oof. honest. Oof. I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't. You know, stress how how much I love this jersey. To be fair, it's 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 an absolute banger. Sean's um, not here to downplay it. So no, no, he's not exactly. So I could just you know. Wax lyrical as he you know, <laughs> so proudly says. Um, yeah, no, in all honesty, it is actually one of the, I think, one of our best alternate kits that we've ever had, be it a, a way or a third strip. So, yeah, really good. Beautiful. I went looking for that, um, that 11, 12, 12, 13. Uh, black oh, yeah. that you're telling me about on eBay, but yeah, still, still nothing, sadly. It'll come up. There's somebody, somebody on the pod, somebody in the podcast that's listening right now has mm. one, doesn't wear it, or has True. multiple. True. Come on, guys, help Jono out. XL would be great. Double XL would be perfect. <laughs> but 
We'll see. We'll see. Giving away too much personal information now. <laughs> um, let's um, let's let's talk some football. Let's uh, let's break down the Australia Cup semi final. But I just mm. I, I, I sort of I sort of in the intro sort of uh, set myself up, I guess, Jules, a bit um, to talk about the cup a bit more in general um, mm. than mm. than talk about this before we get into the game. It's just like I said, I was watching the replay. Not a real fan. I'm not a real fan like you guys. Um, <laughs> I had to watch the replay, but <clears throat> geez, I was um, I had a, just a really strange feeling watching it because I think there were more seagulls than people there, um, <laughs> which is which is the norm. Which is the norm yeah, is. for it Melbourne City games. But yeah. I think the official crowd was two thousand two hundred people. Mm. At a cup semi-final, yeah. Jules. Yeah. At a yeah. cup semi-final. There was uh, more than double that at the Knights uh, at Summer Street for Melbourne Knights versus Brisbane Roar. And congratulations to uh, Melbourne Knights on on that fantastic crowd for, for them. Um, mm. But but that's less than 8,000 paying people coming to watch cup semi-final. What's mm. going on? Like, mm. it's a bit depressing, is it not? Yeah, it's it's disappointing. I mean, it's hard because I don't know. It's I get what you were sort of alluding to in the in the intro with it. Mm. You know, not being maybe it's a timing thing, a time of the year, or a, you know, because it's in preseason, there's less less of a, uh, less of an emphasis on it being important. Mm. Um, maybe to be honest, maybe I wouldn't mind it being moved or shifted into. Um, you know, into the season a bit. Um, I reckon it, yeah. even if you played semifinals after round one of the A-League, yep. like something simple like that, maybe yeah. quarterfinals is too early um, and maybe that's too late the way that the NPL seasons are at the moment, but there's got to mm. be some some sort of integration there. Um, yeah. You know, well, we've... You know, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think the so the NPL season, the first grade finals were last. Mm. Well, they don't have a final. They don't have a final. Mm. I'm going the New off South off Wales, youth. yeah. Yeah, I'm going off youth. Um, but you know, I suppose yeah, if it's if first past the post, their season's been done for about well, what three weeks roughly. Yeah. Can, yeah. Can, I, can I ask a can I ask a maybe a stupid question? Does no, no, okay. is there is there a sponsor? For for the Australia Cup, <laughs> it, you, it used to be the Westfield FFA Cup. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right, but and then when no, when, when the Lowys no left, there's no, no naming, naming rights sponsor. sponsor. I, I don't think. Mm. Um, yeah. you know, we we were wearing kits last year's kits with mm. fucking badges sewn over, like heat pressed over the top <laughs> you can still see the isuzu ute logo underneath them <laughs> on some of the kits yeah it's pretty bad uh, yeah. i mean uh, i don't know yeah. I, I just you know you you, you we we are all treating the 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 cup with a bit of disrespect i think um and it, it just screams pre-season cup doesn't it um yeah and we as fans want them. It's massive shame. It's a massive shame. It's a yeah. great competition. I love it. Um, yeah, oh, I love it too. It's I just such a brilliant competition. Two thousand two thousand two hundred people at a semi final, Jules. Yeah, look, it's something. Something does have to be sort of addressed or looked at. You know, I don't mind that idea that you said in terms of it. You know, maybe the semi finals is, you know, the week after. Uh, the first round because then everybody's sort of talking a little bit about it and it's, mm, mm. you know the season started so everyone's involved all the clubs are around it a little bit yeah. more and um and then i guess it is just a case of well do you maybe you just have because we sort of were quarterfinals and semifinals you had it it was back-to-back weeks mm, so you could chuck right. a, you could chuck you could chuck a week break in there and i think in a few of the earlier rounds it was like back-to-back weeks so if you just go you know, game and then, you know, break, game, break, game, break. You're going to probably go into the season a little bit, which is, you know, potentially gets yeah. a little bit more interest or crowds. Yeah, I, I think I think the, the Football Australia has got a bit of work to do with the, the lining up of the calendar and 
who knows and the advertising what, you know, as well and the advertising like, but who knows that, what's going to happen yeah. with this national second tier and oh that's guy um <sighs> no. yeah does that change Look, the I whole want, nature I of the competition to, i want it to i want it to happen as much as the next person in terms of pro rail and all that mm. sort of stuff that comes with it eventually but it's just uh, Mm, I don't. Mm. I just got. There's so many unanswered questions at the moment about it. Yeah, yeah. There really Online's is. Online's unrealistic too. I think. I think so. Well, I think I. I think I tweeted something out personally the other the other night yeah. about, you know, allegedly twelve in twelve months time. For, you know, we're going to have two new A League clubs and um and a national second tier up and running. I mean, I just can't see it just don't see it just don't see Happen it to be proven wrong but yeah yeah absolutely absolutely but let's um the, the last big question before we talk about the game directly um hosting rights mm, mm, mm. hosting rights so uh we all know by now obviously that sydney uh, is hosting the final uh they also came out quite publicly and said that their preference was brisbane they haven't explained why their preference was brisbane um, but they've come out and said that that was their preference. Um, uh, but due to unavailability, they're, they're, they're tearing up the uh, irrigation system at Suncorp Stadium. They said that uh, KO, I think, which is the Dolphin Stadium, um, mm. they said 10,000 wasn't enough. And uh, Ballymore, apparently, the part of the grandstand's getting re redeveloped, so there's no other mm. option than to play it in Sydney. My first question is, why is why was Brisbane preferred? Because fuck is, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but secondly, uh, this is only the this is the fourth final that we've been in, and if it wasn't, if we didn't host it, it would have been the third one we played away. So I don't see too many arguments as to you know why we aren't hosting it. We, we'll we'll guarantee pull a bigger crowd than Brisbane will. Um, yeah. But let's be honest. Why? Why isn't it predetermined? Like, why isn't there a set criteria? Why isn't it just picked out of a bowl? Yeah, Jules. Easy. Uh, I've got you know I've got the solution here for good. Australia. Yes, here good. we go. So groundbreaking, guys. Groundbreaking. Okay. You know that fucking shit deal that you did that fucked everybody over and everybody <laughs> wanted to go with the pitchforks and buy yes. yeah, buckets of cocktails, buckets yep. onto the pitch, yeah, buckets onto the pitch and at Daddy Townsend's head. <laughs> so those rights extend the Australia Cup, like we said, into the season, just that little bit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then give those hosting rights to Sydney for the Oz nice. Cup. Nice. Done. Do it. Everyone's happy. Well, There's a final. People, There's a destination in New South Wales. Kind of like how they do with the biggest cup competition and the oldest cup competition possibly in the world, being the FA Cup. Like it. Like so, it. Yeah, be perfect. I mean, and then you could really sell, you know, it's a good time of the year as well in terms of, you know, the weather's nice or blah, 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 yep. that crap. End of rugby so, league season. Yeah, exactly. End of so, AFL. Yeah. I like it, Jules. I like it. Um, personally, I think whilst there's not a dedicated, uh, you know, Wembley or Hampton Park, um, yep. just pick it out of a bowl. You know, you win some, you lose some. I just think that's the fairest one. Um, you know, people have sort of said, should it be based on goal difference? Um, <laughs> you know, throughout the cup, should it be uh, potentially where you finished on the A League table the year before? Um, obviously, only relevant if there's two A League clubs in the final. Um, I don't know. I just think as long as there's a set pre-known criteria, no one knew. Yeah. No one knew what was going to happen, yeah. you know. Like for me, it's it's for me, it's a pretty it's a pretty simple one. Like if you've got two A league, if you've got two A league teams that aren't Sydney FC or Wanderers in the final mm. for an Australia Cup, then it's an Allianz Stadium. If you've got uh, <laughs> if you've got if you've got a if you've got this is on the basis that Sydney they just switch the hosting rights. Mm-hmm. If it's if you've got if you've got an NPL club and an A League club. Then you played at Bankwest. Same if you've got two NPL clubs. I mean, that, that, I don't think that will happen for quite a while. But let's just mm. say that they go to Bankwest yep, or, an, or an interstate uh, interstate A League club. Yeah, yeah, it's the, yeah, exactly. That's right. And if it's if it is Wanderers and 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 you know Sydney FC in a, in the final, which would be just awesome. Yeah. Um, 
then you obviously look for the biggest venue, probably the bigger venue. So, yeah. oh, I don't know. Makes sense to me, but hundred percent, Jules. Hundred percent. Uh, now that we've whinged and bitched, let's um, just 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 kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Come on. Love it. Like, just fucking keep it simple. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's talk about uh, a simple victory for Sydney FC. Uh, 2-1 in regular time against Melbourne City last year's premiers. Uh, it now means that Sydney FC have beaten the last three A-League champions and also the New South Wales NPL 2023 champions on their way mm. to their fourth Australia Cup final. Um, Patrick Wood and Joe Lolly with the goals. Uh, an unchanged lineup, I want to say, from uh, previous weeks. Yeah, and I think it was. pretty impressive performance, Jules. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think, um, yeah, very professional. Like we said at the start of the of the pod, I think that's the best way to sum up the sum up the performance. Um, probably unlucky not to score a few more goals as well. Mm. Very unlucky, I would say. Um, but capitalised on the moments that we did get and uh, just saw it through, just saw the result through, which sometimes you you got to do, um, especially against, you know, they still had a, quite a few decent players out mm. of the pitch, um, mm. City. So they were, it's not like they were completely depleted. So, yeah, very good. Could have been, could have been a, a pretty different game. Um, early yeah. on, uh, Joe Lolly. I think I think I saw a Joe Lolly compilation that he cut in uh, six times, the exact same no. way um, before eventually scoring his goal. But um, was that uh, Sydney that posted that? I think so. I think he even took the piss out of himself when he said, "You know, a wise man once said, if at first you don't tr- you don't succeed, try, 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 try again." <laughs> yeah, and. Um, so, you know, but he hit the post, hit the crossbar um, with what would have been an absolute shocker for the goalkeeper, Jamie Young, because it, it sort of came out of the shade into the sun and smashed into the crossbar in the ninth minute. But Sydney should have been one nil down, Jules. Uh, yeah. If you remember, a, a really nice through ball um, from the midfield put uh, Jacolis, uh, the Polish fella, through yeah. and um, Redis had to get down low and, and make a huge save. Yeah, it was a great save as well. But I mean, you come to expect this with Redders now. When he's one on one, it's he, you know, he just makes himself so his body positioning is fantastic. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's huge though. You're right. It was a turning point in the game, I think, in terms of you know, could have gone complete opposite way. Could have been staring at a you know very different scoreline. Because I think I think that opening sort of twenty minutes, City were looking pretty good. They they probably settled a bit quicker than they they probably settled a bit quicker than we did. Yeah, I suppose so. I would say that, but I, I also thought that apart from that moment, we didn't really look to. Yes, they had possession, but I sort of went into this game thinking, okay, well, you know, you're going to have more possession, and that's fine. Uh, it's just about what you're able to do with it. And mm. apart from that moment that they, you know, brilliant, brilliant build up and through ball, but. Um, Apart from that moment, I didn't really feel too in danger. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. What did you What did you make of the midfield in the early early part? Because it felt like, for me, it felt like we weren't, um, like you said, we we potentially weren't really, I guess, shutting down the the center of yeah. the park. A bit um, disjointed. Yeah, compared to previous games, they, yeah. they seem to be finding a bit of space in there. Yeah, I think it's just more like the quality of the opposition's probably stepped up a little bit from. You know, no disrespect to, to the teams mm-hmm. that we've obviously faced, but you know, City, are, their midfield's quite good. You know, so mm-hmm. um, and you got to think that you know who was in our midfield. We had Bratz, obviously experienced, and you had Corey uh, Holman. Corey Holman and Corey mm-hmm. Holman. You know, he's still. I wouldn't say I'm not going to say learning his trade, but at mm-hmm. the same time, you know, learning his trade in a first team. Yeah, one hundred percent. So. He's probably better for the experience as well, coming up against um, better opposition that he's going to face in probably yeah. a few weeks' time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but it didn't take much, and it was it was around the half hour mark where things, I guess, we started to to really, I guess, show our form. 
Um, yeah. and one of them was was through a, uh, a a beautiful run, a great pass, but I think the run made the pass um, yeah. from Robbie Mack uh, through to Wood, and cheesy. He had a turn of pace, Pat Wood, on his way to uh, this chance. I didn't, I had no, like, I knew he was fast, but fuck, he was rapid he, that run. Last year, remember last year, he kept coming off the bench and people were like giving, having a go at him because he wasn't closing down and and all yeah. this. And, and we're, we're sitting there going, he's not actually slow. Like, he's, he's all right. No. But that yeah. was a brilliant, uh, a brilliant run. And he actually set himself up so well to finish that. Um, I think, unfortunately, Jamie Young got a hand on it and it it pushed it into the post. But it was a sign of things to come um, because just nine minutes later, uh, Robbie Mack released him again on the other side of the pitch Mm -hmm. uh, with a beautiful ball. And and again, he must have timed his run perfectly because he looked in line, if not slightly in front of the last defender, but took the ball on. Uh, Jamie Young did the exact same thing he did on the right-hand side, went low, and yep. uh, Paddy said, not this time. Yeah, some finish as well. Um, just, I think maybe it, it, it's like I was saying before with Wood, I think he's just got, he's obviously always had a nose for goal in terms of when mm. he's played, you know, at the younger younger age groups and that sort of thing, but it's just about him being able to convert that consistently in a first in a first team level, and I think he's starting to do that now. And I really think I really believe it's just a confidence thing for him. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. in terms of he got his first goal pretty early on in the campaign, it's kind of just gone all right, beautiful. Yep, he's getting himself into great positions. He's looking more and more confident, more and more dangerous. You know, he could have had you know, two or three goals in this game very, very, very easily. So yeah, you know, it's gonna one of the one of the one of the games very soon and he's peaking at the right time. Mm, mm. He's gonna get two or three in a game. Yeah. So just I hope it's probably in my opinion or, or my hope is that it's a victory or a wonder <laughs> that he that he does it against obviously. Or, so or an Australia Cup final. Or Australia Cup final. I'll take I'll take that. I um I love Paddy Wood. It's no secret. I've been a big fan of his um you know throughout his throughout his time with with Sydney FC and it's just so nice to see him playing with a big smile on his face and you know uh, I think I feel like after maybe his first couple of goals it was a bit of relief you know Mm, um back 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 over the last couple of years but now it's now it's just smiling now he's just happy. Um, that yeah. he sort of he, he knows, and um, just just really happy for him uh, to be mm. doing that. Let's not let's not forget. Um, let's not forget. Just over twelve months ago, he was very very close to signing with Perth Glory. Um, mm. Shane Smeltz, had, had, his agent, had been in his ear and and was looking at other clubs. He wasn't signed at Sydney FC. Um, he wasn't, you know. Uh, season before last, he wasn't getting opportunities. He wa- he wasn't getting minutes off the bench. Um, yeah. With you know, and with Bobo and Lafondra there, and um, you know, he stuck it out, and 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 he got a few opportunities. Still not heaps last year, but got a yeah. few opportunities. Um, got a couple of goals, and and you know, he's extended his stay with the club, and just turned twenty one as well. So he's still only twenty one. It's we crazy that, how you know, yeah we know strikers don't tend to mature until they're a little bit older, especially Aussie strikers. Um, So I'm just really happy for him. Hopefully his, his run of form continues. Um, But that made it one nil just before, just before halftime. As we said, it was his fourth goal in four Australia cup games. Can't ask for more than that. Um, Came out in the second half and um, we, we sort of continued what we were doing. I thought, um, Mm. Getting balls out to to Mr. Lolly and he kept doing what he was doing all game. Yeah, I think it's pretty evident that how we're playing when we're on when we have the you know obviously in possession, we are trying to play with a lot of wits. Um, mm. I think it's working to be honest. I mean, I I, think I was critical of us only going wide and long diagonals last year, but I think that that's kind of varied a lot this year in terms of how we get. To the, we still end with the same result in terms of trying to hit wide, but it's you know we're playing through midfield or you know every time every so often that ball you know direct diagonal 
through to Lolly or, mm. you know, Mac is on, then we hit it. So I feel like, yeah, just maybe the individual decision-making is so much better that it's that's even more effective than going direct to to yeah. them all the time. But, yeah, I think that he was he was fantastic um, all game, Lolly. Like, he's been Talk- brilliant the whole Australia game. He has. Talk, talk us through this the particular goal because we we've said it the cliche you know he's cut he's cut in on his left and and had a shot which he, he did five or six times but talk us through the the build up because once again I thought the um the pass from Bratton to find him uh, was was a thing of beauty. One hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. It's just. He's picked out the the pass and the waving of it just mm. just perfectly. So he's t- been able to take it in stride, Lolly. And as soon as he's one on one and the, the defender's backpedaling, it's game over. Like as an as mm. an attack mm. with any sort of pace and and they kept know, doing it. Ability. <laughs> yeah, which is ridiculous. Like <laughs> I like uh, I I don't know as a as a coach. Like if you see um if you see a you know your your seven or eleven that's you know pacey, good with his feet and can mm. cut in. And he's one on one with a defender. You just rubbing your hands together, oh, and he's back. <laughs> the defender's backpedaling. You're like, game over, mate. Yeah. Um, yeah. And eventually, one of them will go in. And mm. yes, it took a bit of a deflection, but you know, the feet to get it out to you know, obviously balk a couple times, get them committed one way, and then quickly check inside and finish. Mm. You know, it's it's textbook lolly. What we've become, uh, we've you know come to expect from him, but um, how yeah, are we going to execution? It's crazy. We don't want to give uh, the opposition too many ideas, but how, how are they going to, how are people going to stop that? Um, they've just got to stop the service, I guess, stop the ball actually getting to him and, and, and letting him be facing forwards when he gets the ball. Cause that's, that's exactly what it did time and time again. Yeah. Oh, look, I, I don't want to. Yeah, exactly. We don't want to give anybody <laughs> uh, <laughs> like a textbook on how to do it, but, you know, it's for all those A League men's coaches that listen to us. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, there's, there's heaps of them. Yeah, so, um, no, but if if he does, if he is played in, obviously cutting off the supply is great if you can cut the passing lanes. But if you can't do that, at least you've got to get fucking tight to him. Yeah. Like surely, surely you can't yeah. let him turn you and face you. Exactly like you said. But I don't know. It's um, players with that quality probably even when you do, you know face them up or you've you know you've got the your back to them yes they're going to be less effective but when you've got you know players around you that you can you can play into you know if he if he has his back towards a player a defender which is very rare joe mm, he's usually mm. in a good position to face forward but he'll just dump it into caceres and then yeah he'll he'll unleash you know wood making a third man run or something like that yeah, so yeah. yeah it's pretty difficult Definitely. Um, one thing we didn't mention uh, at halftime, there was two substitutions, Jules, which we're not used to seeing. And this is sort of what, no, I, was, no, no, no. what I was sort of alluding to. Like, it, it was obviously pre-planned, right? It's Max Burgess and Ryan yeah. Grant coming on. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously to get some minutes in, in their legs um, mm. leading into the A-League season, Maxi Burgess had a chance to make it 3-0, um, hit the side netting, unfortunately. Um, mm. It was nice to see him gliding across, uh, gl- gliding across the football pitch again. Yeah, and he looked good. It looked good for the, you know, for the bit that he came on mm. and and that. So, um, yeah, I think as much as we, you know, sort of tongue in cheek with minutes and a leg sort of comment, but <laughs> I think it is important sometimes, probably for those players that have come back from injury, and both those obviously, um, you know, Brian and 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 Matty mm. um, coming back, so. Maxi, sorry, not Maddie. Yes. Um, yeah, that those those two obviously coming back from injury. It's important that they they do get a little bit of a little bit of minutes in, and hopefully, you know, they can play a little bit. Depending on what we're doing in the final, they can play a bit more of a part. Especially Maxi, you know, he's a bit of a game changer. Yeah. So I'd like to see him get some good minutes. Yeah, definitely. Um, we also saw club debuts for Jordan Courtney Perkins. Fabio Gomez and Gabriel Lacerda. Um, Jordan Courtney Perkins came on for a slightly injured Joel King. We we're not sure um, what's what the nature of that injury is at, at this point. But um, mm. JCP came on, um, and then Lacerda and Gomez sort of um, 
you know, again, got got a few minutes just to got the, the feel of the game. Overall yeah. feedback from what I've read, uh, people were pretty happy with their little cameos. What did you think? Yeah, I mean, hard to say because it's probably not enough of a, mm. a sample size, but like to really give a proper assessment. But I feel like they didn't make too many, like didn't make mistakes and looked fairly like you know got a bit of quality about all three of them. To be fair. It was nice um, to see Fabio isolate Nuno Raish yeah. like it was his yeah. debut um, game <laughs> and should have had him sent off, uh, let alone win a foul, which he didn't. But um, mm. uh, I thought the referee, there was a lot of non-calls throughout the game. Um, let, the game let the game run. He did. Sure. He did on both sides, on, on both sides. I think yeah, that one in particular, yeah. it's a pretty stone wall. <laughs> Um, yeah. pretty stonewall uh, penalty. I thought Keely Adamson got away with one in the first half where he um, blocked the run of, of I think it was Jack Hollis uh, just outside the box and um, Joel King handball just outside the box yeah. in the first half. So there was a couple each way, but the, I think referee, I think it was Jack Morgan, he, he let a fair bit go, mm. I think. Um and, and and to be fair, he played a couple of decent advantages as yeah. well throughout. But um, it was yeah, it was it was interesting, interesting officiating yeah, uh, for for some of them. Um, Pat Wood's work wasn't done. No, he thought he, he thought he'd get an assist as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, feel for him. I feel yeah. for him. I mean, it was yeah. a, it's, a, it's a real dodgy pass. I mean, can't really. <laughs> Great really through sure ball. Yeah, it was. A, it really was a great through ball. It's probably one of the better through ball. You know, you're proud, a ten, a ten's proud of that at any day, Absolutely. any day of the week. But 100%. I don't know. It was kind of just if he just you know hit it just that little bit a meter the other side, and then it, you know, <laughs> it's a shit. It's still a shit pass because you're under pressure, but it's less it is, of a shit yeah. pass. So yeah, I don't know. Just, tough, tough. It is. It is. I just. Yeah, Lacerda wasn't too uh, too impressed. I don't think um, that nah. the ball the ball didn't find its way directly to him. But just just talking back to talking back to Fabio and 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 Lacerda, like you know they've they've come from Brazil, um, and they've you know they've been told, oh, you you're going to make your debut in 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 the uh, Australia Cup semi final. It's like, oh, sick! How good's that? Yeah. You know, and and then there's two thousand people in the crowd and <laughs> twenty eight thousand vacant seats but um i just yeah and fifteen thousand seagulls oh, yeah <laughs> just yeah it's just yeah it's not a great advertisement for the league is it um no nah, no nah, but maybe maybe people set their expectations that city have no fans um <laughs> and the ones that are a 12 year 12 years old doing high school chants using a uh loudspeaker with a siren on it but um <laughs> but anyway um overall through to the final um job done i think yeah. it, it gives us another meaningful game uh, a very meaningful game in an australia yeah. final against the brisbane roar in a couple of weeks time um, absolutely yeah so and as you said, I wasn't really expecting us to, to to get that far and and to beat the opposition that we've had. It's it's fantastic. Um, you know, we don't have to organise friendlies against Dunbar Rovers and um, <laughs> and uh, Macarthur Rams and and the teams that we that we used to. So that is one of the positives for sure. Yeah, um, for sure. So great stuff. Um, really keen to to get out there. I think tickets go on sale. Thursday, um, which is also yes. the day that this pod yep. will be released. So it'll be Thursday the 28th. Um, hope there's a big crowd. Do you reckon we'll get a decent crowd? I think so. I, I think, you know, if we got anything, say, Saturday night, uh, if we got anything, say, north of, say, 15, 20, I think we'd, yeah. we'd have to be relatively happy with that. To be north of 15 would be great. Um, be pretty happy with that. Uh, and you know the fact that it's it's a week before the women's Sydney derby, two weeks before the A League men's um, sort of kicks off mm. there. So yeah, I um, Saturday night Sydney town. Hopefully some good mm. weather. The clocks will be yeah. uh, clocks will be changed by then. So 
um, we'll, yeah. we'll all get out there. And uh, as someone very rightly pointed out, it'll be um, nearly a year to the day since we played uh, in that torrential rain against Melbourne Victory in Sydney's return oh, wow, yeah. to Allianz Stadium. So it'd be nice to uh, to to pick up a cup, some silverware inside a year of uh, returning to our spiritual home. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be brilliant. It's been too long. We need uh, we need some trophies. As as <laughs> as Jules, as you always say, Sydney FC silverware. We we need more of it. Yeah, that's it. We need more of it. Fantastic stuff. We probably won't preview the Australia Cup final. Um, still being uh, about ten days away, um, and unfortunately, our brand new segment, Jules, which you did so well in <laughs> last week. <laughs> And uh, I'm still pissed off about that. No, I, didn't. <laughs> I want it, and I, I swear. And it's the worst thing is that, like, we say, Oh, I was gonna say that, but legitimately, I have yeah. two fuckers <laughs> in my brain. And I thought it's not gonna be Patrick oh, Silver. You did so well, you did so well. I had I had a couple of good ones lined up tonight. Uh, unfortunately, Sean hasn't been able to to join us and um we also send our thoughts to Nick who's um who who's uh dealing with a family uh family loss at the moment so thoughts with uh with you young Nick and um but mate I think that's I think that's us for this week yeah. professional yeah. job Jules professional job very professional yep yeah we're <laughs> professional all around at this club at the moment mate. we so, are we are it's um weird times weird times how things can change in space of very I think, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Um, we'll, we'll have to get Sean back uh, very soon, so there's so some more comedy because he's yes, yeah, so some more one. yeah pessimism as well. Neither did <laughs> exactly right. But it's too exactly positive. Right. This podcast it makes me vomit. It'll make way, me vomit. Way, I listen back to it tomorrow. Way too, way too positive. Um, yeah, no. Look, we uh, we might be back next week. Uh, if not, um, we'll definitely be back to wrap up the cup, and uh, we'll obviously be. On a weekly basis, Sky Blue Story is back on a weekly basis. Yeah. Then, so if we're not back next week, um, it won't be long before you can have us in your glorious ear holes once again. Uh, Jules, thanks very much for your professional effort, and um, thank you, sir. Thanks everyone for listening, and we'll talk to you all very soon. Bye.